and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. My name is Leah Van Doren, and this podcast is all about the intersection of creativity and spirituality. And so I love to share the most inspiring people that I know with you all and talk to different creatives, different creative souls who express their creative souls in a variety of ways, from writing to acting to singing to dancing to painting to cooking to farming, whatever it is, I'm sure our guests have done it. Astrology, human design, spirituality, wellness, all of those topics we love to talk about. But today we are having a solo episode. I've been really loving doing more solo episodes lately. I've talked about this in my 50th episode Q&A, but having the podcast really has helped me heal my voice and allow me to share more of my voice and to share more of my ideas and really express myself through my voice. And it's funny because for a couple years, I would go to different healers or psychics just kind of in passing. And I was told multiple times that I had a block in my throat chakra and that like there was something blocking me there. And I studied musical theater in college. And so voice, the voice and singing and sharing and expressing my voice was always a huge part of my creativity and my expression. And that was what I was studying to do, studying to studying musical theater and studying how to express myself and communicate myself through my voice. And throughout my college training, I actually had a very difficult relationship with my voice because I never felt like my voice was good enough. And I always was really self-conscious about my singing voice and always thought I sounded bad or didn't sound good enough or was really comparing myself to my peers. And I remember it was like this thing in my in the college that I went to because I wanted to get a BFA in musical theater. And in order to get the BFA, you had to go through like a series of auditions and it was very competitive. And they only took like six to eight students per year in the BFA program. Um, and half, like it was divided by gender. So it'd be like half boys, half girls, which they should probably stop doing by now. But anyways, yeah, so I only had like, there was only like four spots or something available in my class. And I was in the musical theater classes. I like made it all to the levels. And that was like my dream to get the BFA in musical theater. And I auditioned three times for it and I didn't get it. And I ultimately thought that I didn't get it because my voice wasn't good enough. And so I've had this like interesting now relationship with my voice through the podcast and not really realizing that the podcast has been so instrumental in really kind of feeling like I'm healing my throat chakra. So that was a long tangent, but all of that was to basically say that I'm really enjoying doing these solo episodes because I feel like it's the next layer of my healing of like, I think that I was holding myself back before from doing solo episodes because I was judging myself and you know, didn't know what I would talk about, didn't know if I had enough to talk about, didn't know if I was smart enough, didn't know if I was going to say something stupid or just like not 
I don't know, not express myself authentically. And I'm sharing all of this with you because I think it's important to recognize that anytime you do something creative, you're going to kind of face these things that you need to look inside of yourself to heal. So that is what I wanted to get into in today's episode, to talk about creativity as a form of healing and as a way of when you express your creativity and when you allow yourself to truly express your true creativity, it heals so much more than you ever could have imagined. And so I wanted to talk about this today because I'm currently traveling. So if you've listened to the last couple episodes, you'll know that I'm on this like spiritual soul journey where I don't have a home anymore and am fully nomading for the next couple months throughout Latin America. And so I was in Mexico City for a couple weeks and I went to Puerto Escondido in Oaxaca for a couple weeks. Now I'm in Antigua, Guatemala. So I've been here about like 10 days or so now. By this time this comes out, I will have been here for like two weeks. And I've been taking Spanish classes. I'm in four hours of Spanish class every single day, one-on-one. And it's been such a goal and just joy of mine to be able to speak fluently in a different language. And I've been studying Spanish on and off for like 10 years or something. But yeah, for the first time, I'm really feeling like I've, I've like... It's just such a cool experience learning a language. I also think learning a language is such a creative activity. Like it, it just uses a different part of your brain. And I'll find that when I'm tired or something, it's really hard for me to speak Spanish. Like it just uses like different brain neural pathways. I'm sure there's research on that. But that's definitely what I'm experiencing of like, you know, wanting to practice my Spanish more and more. And I'm able to read and understand pretty much everything, and now I can listen and understand pretty much everything. It's just in speaking that is really hard because I forget everything, and I it's kind of hard to translate from English into Spanish while speaking in the moment. And so during these Spanish lessons, I've been getting more comfortable speaking in Spanish. And so I've been learning a lot and just having a really good time. But a big part of this journey And really this past year in 2021, post 2020, I've been going through this like healing awakening. So I started therapy for the very first time uh, this year in April. So I've been going pretty much weekly since April. And I will say that this has been one of the hardest, most intense, most challenging, but also beautiful um, period, you know, this period of my life. And I really contribute therapy and going to therapy to that. And I will say that like, if you had asked me like 10 months ago, you know, what I thought about therapy or what about what I thought about creativity and like what I thought about life and just all these different things, I would have had such a different answer than I have today. And so if any of you have gone to therapy, I think you can maybe relate to like just it's like you you like like before I started going to therapy, I didn't really understand what that was. Like, you know, I had friends that were going or siblings that were going and I just like didn't get it. I was just like, okay, I don't get it. And now I get it a lot more and it's just been such an unlayering journey. And so I'm I feel really deep in this like deep inner work and this deep healing work. I'm doing a lot of work and looking at my childhood and the way I grew up and 
my family and just the dynamics within my family and just doing a lot of childhood healing. So it's just been very intense, but very necessary and just really deep, important work. And so I was thinking this, the whole reason this topic is kind of brought up is because I was thinking about this in relation to creativity. And I am going through a phase right now where I feel like I'm kind of in a rut with my creativity. And so to make this story make sense, I have to give you some backstory. So basically, Throughout my entire life, I have always been a very motivated, very like achievement mindset based person. I was homeschooled until I was in sixth grade. And when I was homeschooled, my mom put us in all of these creative activities. And so I was on stage and doing theater since the age of three. I was learning piano when I was younger. I was in violin lessons. I was in the chorus. I was in ballet. Like my education was an arts education and it was a beautiful way to grow up. I had an an amazing childhood, fully immersed in the arts, and I'm just so grateful that I had that upbringing. So then I went to school and I went to public school in sixth grade and I excelled at school throughout middle school and high school. I got straight A's. I had a very high, I had an over 4.0 GPA in high school. I took all of the AP classes and just, just really was was motivated by like getting good grades and getting A's and this wasn't enforced or reinforced by my parents like my mom truly it didn't matter to her what grade I got like she was like do your best you know I know you can just do your best and so it was very like self-motivated and so then I went to college for musical theater like I mentioned and you know, was still, and also during middle school and high school was still very creative, was very into theater. Theater was like my one true love growing up. And all I wanted to do when I grew up was to be a Broadway star and to do musical theater for the rest of my life. Like musical theater was my total passion. And like I said, I started performing on stage at the age of three because my dad was a music director at a professional theater where we lived. And so we were on stage. I was, I, I grew up, I practically grew up on the stage. And so I, the stage has always felt like, a comfortable place for me. Like I feel more at home on stage than I did in other places. Like the stage was my safe space. So then I went to college to study musical theater because my ultimate goal was to graduate college, move to New York City and start auditioning for Broadway. That's what you do when you want to pursue musical theater, right? So I was in school and loved school and learned a lot and was in creative classes all day long and just loved it and loved what I was studying, loved what I was doing. And then I graduated and I graduated and instead of moving to New York City, I moved to Connecticut. I got a job working at a theater there. And I went through this like period of of really re-examining who I was as an artist because I felt like all my life I'd been told what kind of artist I needed to be. And especially if you're in the theater world, the way that they teach musical theater, the way that they teach theater in universities is to really market you to a certain type. And I think maybe that's changing a bit now. Hopefully that's changing now because it needs to change. But when I was in school, that was very much still the case of like, you know, you can play this role and now you need to kind of mold yourself to that so that people can see you as that so you can get cast as that, which I found was very detrimental to my mental health as maybe one can imagine. Really being told that like you weren't allowed to be yourself and you had to fit 
how you were honestly viewed physically. Theater is so based off how you look because back in the olden days and, and in traditional musical theater, there's the certain type cast role, certain types. There's the ingenue, which is usually the young girl, the lover, you know, the innocent girl who needs to be taken care of. And she's usually this thin person, this thin white woman who is a soprano. And then there's the character roles, which are more of the funny role, the best friend role, and they typically have a body type that's larger, not the super thin, attractive standard of the ingenue. So the tropes of musical theater are long outdated, and we are seeing change in the industry now of just more inclusive casting and, and less typecasting. But again, the way that I was raised in the theater world was very much in that view. And because I live in a larger body, I was never seen obviously as the ingenue and I do have, I am an alto, I'm a mezzo-soprano, so I don't have that high soprano voice, so I was never considered for the ingenue. But basically, being in musical theater and being conditioned in this way really messed with my sense of self because I didn't know who I really was. And so when I graduated college and was working at this theater, it was kind of going through my own identity crisis of like, who am I? As an artist, I started to kind of let go of all that conditioning that I had learned and been taught in school. And so instead of like, for example, instead of like, oh, I need to find an audition song for my book, but it needs to fit for this character. I'm like, wait, what if I allowed myself to just like listen to the music that I like? And like for no other reason than I just like it. And so I started to fall back in love with my own creativity and really allowed myself to follow my curiosities and follow what I love, not because it was for a certain role or for a certain purpose, but because I loved it and I wanted to. And so that's really what sparked my whole journey into what I was doing of creativity coaching and sharing creative workshops um, really came from like this period of reckoning with myself and like asking myself who I was as an artist. And so that led me to writing my own one woman show. So I wrote a one woman show in 2018. It was, it's called my sexual spiritual awakening. And it was a show about my personal experiences and doing that show was incredibly healing because for the first time I was getting on stage and I wasn't playing a character. I wasn't hiding behind a mask of some other person. I was just me. I was literally sharing my most vulnerable sexual experiences and stories with an audience. And I performed that show and got an, an incredible feedback. And then I did it in New York City and it was like completely sold out and it was just amazing. So that was such a healing project for me. But again, I was kind of in this mode where I felt like, okay, my creativity has to be, you know, for a purpose. It has to be for a project, whether that's writing your own play, writing your own musical, writing your own book, writing your own poetry book. Then in also in 2018, I wrote a poetry book. And so I, because I was like, I was a year post-grad and, and was really like figuring out like, what do I like to do? You know, I don't want a teacher to tell me what I like to do. Like, I want to know what my creative soul likes to do. And something that has been part of my life ever since I was little is writing. And when I was little, I wrote in journals constantly and I wanted to be an author when I grew up before I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be an author. 
and just writing and reading was a huge part of my childhood and and is a huge way of how I just process things you know and writing too is such like a sacred intimate act for myself it's not usually for anyone else it's like just for me to be able to process and think and feel and express so something that I've always loved doing and did this a lot in high school too uh, and a little bit in college but is write poetry so I write poetry just like I don't know, I go through phases where poems just come to me and I just start really like expressing myself in poetry. And so I gathered all my poems from the last like few years and I self-published a poetry book in 2018 and it's still available on Amazon. It's called Mermaid Musings, Stories of Sea, Sex and Spirituality. So you can find that on Amazon. I'll put that link in the show notes just because that's like my first creative baby and I'm so proud of her and I'm proud of the young girl who like wanted to just see her name on a book and was like I'm not gonna wait for anyone to tell me you know you're good enough to publish this book like I'm gonna publish this book and so that was very much like how I was starting to heal and reconnect with my more authentic creative soul than the like package or the idea of who I thought I had to be as an artist because of the way that I grew up in musical theater and all of that. So now with this past year, um, really doing this like intense inner work, childhood healing and just really shining a flashlight on all the crevices of my life that I didn't even realize I wasn't looking at. Like I didn't even have the awareness that something was being repressed or something was going on I was just like oh I'm good you know I'm good I have like I don't have anything to hide I don't have anything I'm like not feeling but turns out there was a lot that I was not feeling and I'm just starting to now like come to this greater understanding and deeper awareness of just my life experience and how how a lot of it you know the way like the personality that I had built around myself the sense of identity like how some of those things weren't even really me because some of those things that I thought I was and that I identified with was actually a trauma response. And so that's just been such a reckoning process, deeply painful at times and also just really important. And so because of all this work that I'm doing and really focusing and, and, and processing, I, at the same time, feel very lost of who I am as an artist because I think so much of who I had identified myself as an artist was coming from these like various trauma responses. For example, I grew up with seven siblings. I've mentioned that before on this podcast. I love my family. They're amazing. They're some of the best people I've ever met. They're my best friends. I love them. And I'm just now realizing that growing up in a huge family, there wasn't a lot of individual space for me to have my own feelings, experiences, emotions. There wasn't space because there were so many people. And, you know, imagine 10 people living under the same roof in a three bedroom house. Like that was how I grew up. And nothing is wrong with that but i i'm realizing that part of what i loved so much about theater is that theater made me feel seen whereas at home maybe i didn't feel seen as much because i was kind of part of this like collective group rather than having a lot of individualized attention on me just because you know there were so many children to keep track of so that's 
so that's just kind of like an example of what I'm talking about where I'm kind of realizing like these different parts of how I identified and expressed my artistry actually came from like needing, needing that space. So I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of reckoning with that. And then also just struggling in my own identity as an artist. And now I don't know how I identify as an artist. And I don't consider myself a poet. I consider myself more of a writer now. And I've been loving teaching my creative writing workshops, which are really like a guided meditation and writing workshop to access your innate creativity. But what it has me understanding on on a deeper level about what creativity is. And I think for a long time, because of my achievement mentality, because of my, you know, needing to prove myself mentality, needing to be successful or worthy or whatever that is, I had really tied my creativity to my productivity of like, what can I produce? Can I produce a one woman show? Can I produce a book of poems? Can I produce an album? Can I produce? Can I produce? Like needing something produce so that I can then prove to others that I'm an artist who is producing and then they can share and receive the art that I create. And this past year, I've really been pulling back. I've pulled back from my business. I led Discover Your Creative Soul earlier this year in the spring. And then since the summer, I haven't done like any new programs or anything. I'm really just kind of like slowing down and making space for this deep inner healing. And what I'm learning is that like creativity is a healing act because creativity is the expression of our unique whole soul. And so if you only know like one side of the truth or one side of your soul, your creativity can only be half expressed. But if you have both sides, if you have the whole, then your creativity can be this more authentic expression of self. And so I wanted to share just some of the ways that I've been kind of combining this deep inner work that I've been doing in therapy also with a creative practice. And so number one, I'm really trying to undo this narrative, this story, this belief within me that, you know, creativity is linked or tied to productivity in any way. And so I'm really coming back to just creating for the sake of creating and creating without the intention of ever sharing it with anyone, really just creating for me, not creating so that it can all go into my book one day, um, even though that's always a thought in my mind, but really just having these experiences and allowing myself to be the receiver of these experiences. And so... In my writing practice, this has actually um, been really helpful because I've been using some of the prompts and the exercises that I teach in my creative writing workshops. And so one exercise that has actually been really helpful using it in tandem with therapy is an exercise called I Remember. And so I Remember is an exercise from this memoirist named Joe Brainerd. And I first learned this exercise in actually a Skillshare class with Danny Shapiro. So that's just your reminder. If you're looking for any creative inspiration, definitely check out Skillshare. Not sponsored, but Skillshare, you should definitely sponsor us. But so Danny Shapiro taught this exercise called I Remember. And the way that the exercise goes is really just writing down the words I remember and then making a list of all these different things that you remember. And something that I love to share with my creative workshop participants is really using this exercise to look into different parts of your life. Maybe it's your first kiss and how can you write down all the things that you remember 
about your first kiss or any significant life experience. If you really want to go into like a specific period of your life, you can use I remember. And it's amazing how much comes up when you just allow yourself to flow and allow yourself to write. Um, and things that you probably wouldn't have remembered definitely come up and bubble to the surface. And so I've actually been using this exercise just for myself in remembering things about my childhood. And so I'll even take different relationships within my family and and just free flow right about that. And it's amazing how much processing and how much healing can come just from doing a simple exercise like that. Um, just choosing a specific time period and writing down everything I remember or choosing a specific relationship and exploring that relationship through the art of writing. So that's definitely one way that creativity has been helping me to heal some of this stuff from my past. Another way that um, healing, you know, creativity has been healing for me during this period is singing for myself and really just sharing my voice in my own space with just me. And, and I'm not singing to rehearse anything. I'm not singing to practice anything. I'm not singing with the intent of I'm going to then share this with others. It's really just singing for me and singing to hear my own voice and just being with myself and just the healing frequencies that sound carries and vibration carries. I am a truly strong believer in the way that sound vibrations can heal our cells, our bodies. I should definitely have someone come on who does like sound healing because it, it goes so deep and I'm actually thinking about reading the book, this is, your mu this is Your Brain on Music, because it talks about the healing powers of music. So, you know, you can experience that by listening to music by yourself. You can listen to that by singing yourself, especially if you haven't had a good relationship with your voice. I definitely encourage you to just sing, sing for yourself. And during this time, because I've been so achievement mindset based, I'm really trying to just come back to doing these practices for me and for me only and that I don't have to share them. I don't have to teach something. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I can just come back home to myself and be selfish in, in just doing these practices for me. So I think this time is really important for me as you know, as I go through the fall and as I'm traveling and, and not really having that pressure to, to produce something, to create something, to create a new offering, to create a new program, to create a new workshop. I mean, all of that I think will come once I've integrated this work and once the time feels right. But for now, what feels right is really just, just spending some tending and spending some time with my inner child, uh, with my little girl inside who just wants to be paid attention to and just wants to be able to express herself freely without feeling judged or without feeling like she has to to perform in any way. So one of the questions that I will now turn to you is ask, you know, how can creativity be a form of healing for you? How can creativity be a healing act? So whether that's drawing because you always wanted to draw, but you never thought you were good enough or singing and sharing your voice, even if you felt self-conscious about your voice or dancing in your room and exploring your body and exploring the ways in which your body wants to move. Um, and, and, and how can you, you know, do that for you and for only you and for your inner child. And something that I've also talked a lot about um, in my workshops and in my work is, you know, your creativity is a gift. And so when you share your gift with others, that's how you spark revolutions, you spark healing, you spark community, you spark uh, being seen by yourself and by others. But while that is a helpful thing to think about right now I'm really just focused on like nobody else has to see it but me and like me seeing it is enough so 
even though I kind of struggle with that within myself because I love to share and I love to give and I love to, you know, have other people feel the benefits of this practice. I'm really focusing now on it's okay if it's just seen by me, it's okay, it's enough. And just wanted to give you that permission as well if you've been feeling similarly. So I just want to say thank you for listening and just thank you for holding that space because that's what I aim to do with this podcast is really hold space for these kind of conversation to take place. And this is a little deeper and a little more vulnerable than I've shared in the past, but I think it's important because I want, I want you guys to know where I'm at in my journey. And I don't want you to ever think that I have it figured out or that anyone you listen to or you watch on the internet or wherever that they have it figured out because none of us have it figured out. Like we're all human beings and we're all complex and we all have stuff going on. I think if anything, these experiences in like this hard, challenging time that I've been in, while I've been so grateful, it's really just been giving me more compassion that like everyone has something going on. Like you never know what's going on behind screens. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share this with you. If you have been feeling similarly, just know that you are not alone. And if you've ever done this like deep, intense work, if you've been in therapy before, if you've, you know, really done the inner work, like this is what they call the work. And I think before this year, I didn't even understand what that meant. Like I thought, I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing the work. Like I'm spiritual and I do healing practices and I do new moon affirmations and like all that spiritual jargon. But like, this is the work and people say it's unpleasant and it's hard and I used to when I would hear like oh when someone's like oh that's really hard I would get like really freaked out because I'm like oh well I don't want I don't want my life to be hard like I don't know I have this like weird relationship with things being hard because growing up I never actually admitted when things were hard and so right now I'm just coming to terms with hard truths basically therapy is incredible it's really been helping me or just really been illuminating for me and I know it's such a privilege and I'm just grateful that we actually live in a day and age where those kind of tools or those kinds of modalities are like accessible to us and it's not so stigmatized as it was before because i will say that i've been taking these spanish classes with this woman from guatemala and we were talking about like what i did and i was like oh i had a therapy session and she was like oh cool and she's like yeah i remember when i was like younger uh, my sister died and I told my mom I wanted to go to therapy because it's like I, I needed help. And she like freaked out on me and was like, only crazy people go to therapy and like, you're crazy. And she was just like, what? No. Um, so that was just kind of a reminder of like the older generation I feel like does have that stigma. But I'm just glad that we're living in this day and age where we can truly get support and get help and know that doing this work isn't selfish. Doing this work isn't like pointless. Like this is real, real healing. And that's why we're here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's been such a pleasure. I hope that you could relate to this podcast, that you could relate to this conversation from my creative soul. And thank you just for seeing me in my own expression, just as I would love to see you in your expression and just Thank you for being here. We will be back next week with another interview. And yeah, just let me know how you guys are liking these, uh, these solo episodes. I'd love to hear from you and would love to just hear your thoughts. And also, if you haven't had a chance yet to rate and review the podcast, that would be so helpful. I'm really trying to get more comfortable 
asking for help and asking for people to support me. And so one way that you could really support me, if this podcast has been helpful to you at all, if something has made you smile, if something has made you feel inspired, which is really my intention with this podcast, then please consider rating and reviewing. It really helps and really just helps to remind me that people are out there listening and that, you know, to keep going and to really feel like my voice is worthy. It's always helpful to kind of get that reinforcement and that feedback. So thank you in advance for doing that. And we will see you all next week. Stay creative, stay inspired, and keep shining your creative soul. Love you all so much.